What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Akron's Entertainment Podcast, Entertainment Rebooted. My name is Matt Permuka, and it's time for my solo segment for this month. Uh, I'm recording this on Thursday, September 21st, which, you know, also Earth, Wind, and Fire Day is the official first day of fall. Or, or last day of summer. I get these two dates confused, to be honest with you. Uh, but one thing I wanted to do was do a uh, summer concert and show series that I uh, went to this summer. Uh, you know, rev- review my summer when I was away from all of our listeners. Uh, and so that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, now, this summer was a little bit unique for me. I didn't get to go on a big vacation or anything. I Personally, I was studying for the LSAT and getting ready for law school. So I didn't travel or anything. But I did allow myself... Uh, the fun, leisurely activities of going to concerts and comedy shows throughout the summer. Uh, I'm going to go over the big ones I saw, but on top of what I'm going to be mentioning, there's countless other local restaurants, local comedy clubs that I'm not going to get to mention today, but they all... Northeast Ohio, you had an incredible, incredible summer slate. So, uh, you know, if you were a performer in Northeast Ohio at any capacity the summer in the Akron, Cleveland, Canton area, I'd probably try to make an attempt to see you, and if I did... I pretty much enjoyed it because I had a great time seeing all of that. Uh, But right into the meat and potatoes, I want to talk about my top five shows that I saw this summer. And number five, coming in in at fifth, uh, at Blossom Music Center, I saw Big Time Rush for the second year in a row. Uh, Now, I saw them last year in 2022 for their reunion tour, and I thought they were incredible last year. It made a lot of sense that they were doing all of their Nickelodeon nostalgia style songs Uh, however this year was a bit different they had released a new album in the winter of 23 Uh, so I was a bit disappointed in Big Time Rush for not really playing into their new album a lot Uh, they sang maybe two three songs from it Uh, but overall uh, again it was a lot like their 2022 tour where it was a lot of nostalgic throwback from their Nickelodeon era and it was it was a good time, and I want to say they had pretty good opening acts. Their opening acts this year were uh, Max and Jax, uh, both separate artists, but both of them have been uh, very successful on the Billboard Top 40. Uh, Max, you might know him from the hit Turn the Lights Down Low, and then Jax is the Victoria's Secret song, I believe. Uh, but yeah, they had a very good set of opening acts, uh, and it was an overall good show, too. It's just I had seen it already, and it felt like a little bit of a replica from last summer, but overall... Um, solid, solid show from Big Time Rush. I, you know, very great for nostalgia. I went with uh, my cousins. We all grew up watching that show. It was a great time to connect with family. It was a great, you know, just really good to relive your childhood through something like that. Uh, and that's something that I really appreciated. But uh, coming in at number four, my fourth favorite show of the summer, also at Blossom Music Center, ironically, the night after Big Time Rush, it was Fallout Boy. Uh, and I want to say that was the craziest outdoor concert I had ever been to. I uh, vibes off the chart, incredible. Now, when I say like outdoor concert, I'm not talking like stadium tours or anything. I'm talking just strictly outdoor concert venues. Uh, but yeah, Fallout Boy Blossom Music Center was packed. I was up there at the tippity top of the lawn, and I would not change it for a second. Audio system there was great. So shout out to Blossom for making everyone's experience incredible right there uh but yeah a you know a little bit of a criticism of that concert though uh personally i felt as though it took patrick stump a while to uh, warm up vocally now i don't mean that as an insult to patrick at all i mean i just at, at, at first glance i was a bit scared that he was going to be one of those 
really good on the soundtrack. Singers not the greatest in the uh in like live. Uh, that was quickly uh, squashed after about like the third or fourth song. He had uh, incredible vocals the rest of the night. Uh, but you know, one thing that really surprised me with Fallout Boy was just how little audience interaction they tended to have. I think they got like they were pretty deep into their set list, and then finally Pete Wentz, you know, I don't like stopped the show a little bit uh, to interact with the audience. You know, he would tell some jokes uh they threw some beach balls around and then patrick finally spoke and you know he spoke about uh, you know being afraid of public speaking in a way uh so wasn't wasn't the best on that level uh but like overall great great show from them outside of like the little audience interactions i was just taken aback because seeing just other artists in that same genre and even like on the same record label like I, you know, Panic at the Disco in their prime. Brandon Urie would interact with the audience all the time. I've seen Paramore. Haley Williams is great at interacting. You know, uh, uh, so the 1975, they can even interact in some ways. Uh, 21 Pilots. You know, I just felt like seeing those people, I thought I was going to get something similar out of Fallout Boy, and it just wasn't there. So that's why it was fourth on, uh, on my list. Uh, you know, still, still an all-around good show. It's just... Not what I was expecting necessarily. Uh, but another thing that I wasn't expecting necessarily, and for all the positive reasons, uh, in June, I went up to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse to see the Impractical Jokers Drive, Drive, Drive tour. Uh, not to get a little sentimental here, but when my sister and I saw that they were coming to Cleveland, uh, that was a show my dad would just laugh hysterically to, and that was kind of rare for him. Uh, so in his memory, my sister and I decided to go up to see... Uh, Joe, oh, sorry, not Joe Gatto. Uh, he left. Murr, Sal, and Q on their show. Uh, and going into it, I was a bit skeptical. Like I said, I was going up there strictly for just you know, nostalgic value, paying homage. And I was really wondering what it was going to be like because they had just lost Joe. They hadn't been able to film the show all that much uh, because of COVID, obviously. So I was a bit skeptical as to what I was going to see, but coming away from that, that show rivaled John Mulaney in terms of just best comedy shows I've seen. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend if you ever get the chance to see the Jokers. Uh, getting into what I can, now it's a little bit different to discuss a comedy show because, again, I'm not sure if a pro shot of this was released yet, and it's kind of a no-no to uh, talk about a comedian's material without their, you know, obviously released consent to do so. So I have to like, you know, beat around the bush a little bit when I bring this up. Uh, but right off the rip, it was so funny to see these guys unfiltered because you see them, they're funny for TV, but when they're allowed to just throw around a little bit extra of verbiage and just not necessarily have to conform to like cable network television standards, uh, their humor it, it, it goes up several notches. And now, like, like I said, they're funny on, you know, TV, PG, uh, cable, uh, unfiltered, uh, incredible. Uh, what I can say without revealing too much, uh, one of the bits they did, uh, they would discuss some of the deleted scenes of the show. And, you know, for I'm chuckling a little bit, just for good reason, one of the, one of the scenes I'm going to briefly discuss was... One of the challenges was the Jokers took out, you know, a stereotypical white van 
and they went around New York City and told people to get in. And they had a surprise amount of people. This was like an eight-minute bit of just clips of people getting into a van with a stranger. Now, most of them, they recognized Joe, Murr, Sal, and Q, so that was like a bit bit weird. But, yeah, again, just hearing those guys' unfiltered commentary on it and maybe some stories that they couldn't necessarily tell during the episode or the uncut versions of their episode, like, they have episodes where they give more like tidbits of behind the scenes stuff they couldn't necessarily bring those stories into it there so it was really great to see that in another skit uh they had they had joe uh dress up in like a grass suit and just go lay in the outfield of little league baseball games again i completely see why that was uh cut as that seems uh very predatory another one they had murr dress up as a creepy man and go watch Little League Baseball. Overall, both of those guys, there was videos of like the baseball coaches like getting in their face with like altercations. Again, obviously why they didn't make TV the TV episode, uh, but at the same time, incredible to see just the intrusive thoughts of those guys and what it's like to win. Uh, another thing I want to touch on with that show, the audience interaction, I gave Fall Out Boy a bit of a knock for it. The Jokers, if anything, that uplifted it to an even higher level. Uh, one thing, so one of the, one of the whole bits of the show was probably the middle portion. Sal was going to go on this long story about something. I forget what. But what happened was they brought in the kids from the audience. And what happened was they brought up an 11-year-old on stage. Sal put on a shock collar, you know, like a dog collar. And they told the child that he had the full autonomy to just shock Sal whenever he wanted to when he would tell the story. So Sal would just be in the middle of the sentence and then he would just be getting electrocuted by a child. And it was the most just chaotic, chaotic type of energy. Uh, that 11-year-old was ruthless to Sal. I got to say, I still remember that kid to this day. Uh, wow, wow. And, you know, Sal did that every night of the tour, apparently. He showed us some, like, burn marks from, like, just the shock collar it's crazy what those guys will do to themselves, uh, but at the same time, uh, it was really well perceived by the audience. So, uh, And then uh, one last thing I'm going to talk about for the Impractical Jokers before I move on to my top two shows I saw this summer. Uh, Murr told some of his wedding stories, and again, can't get too much into this because I'm not sure how much has released, but essentially, Murr's fiance, now wife, was a big fan of the band Smash Mouth. And so Murr was able to actually get Smash Mouth to perform at his wedding. However, the singer showed up so inebriated uh, that he did not face the audience the entire time on the set, nor at one point was he even, you know, singing his songs. He was just so not sober, that he essentially just passed out on stage and then started cussing out the wedding crowd. Uh, and I thought that was an incredibly funny story to hear from her because he brought up the Q showed the videos and the text to Sal he had. Uh, overall, it's it was great insight to see from those guys' personal lives because Q's unfiltered story of the day was funny. Murr's thoughts to it were insane. Hearing what Murr's wife allegedly said about it was funny. Just... The Impractical Jokers tour, uh, incredible experience. So glad I went. This was the one show I was the most skeptical over to go to this summer. 
Uh, but without a doubt, probably the second best comedy show I've seen besides seeing John Mulaney in Columbus, Ohio in 2022. Uh, but yeah, my second show I saw, ironically, so the night after Impractical Jokers uh, was Paramore, also in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, so I just realized two of these, well, I went to Big Time Rush the night before Fallout Boy and I went to Impractical Jokers the night before Paramore. Look at that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Paramore, uh, unlike Jokers, I had incredibly high expectations for this show, and my goodness did they deliver. Haley Williams and Paramore, you guys are incredible live. It was everything I thought it was going to be, and then some. Uh, so right off the rip, actually, I want to bring up like what really made me realize it was going to be an incredible show. I get in there for the second opening act. It is an Australian man by the name of Genesis Owusu. Uh, probably the greatest opening act I've ever seen out of a concert. You know, like, he had the entire arena rocking. Like, people were getting into their seats because other people there were texting them to, like, get in or, like, going to the concession stand talking about him. Uh, Genesis Owusu, incredible. I am now a fan of his. He had a new album that came out recently in the past six weeks or so. Uh, so if you want to take my word for it, I would highly recommend his album. It, I thought it was very good, but just... Uh, incredible opening act, great find by Paramore. They always, Paramore always finds really good performers as their opening acts, and they might not necessarily become like as big as some other bands' opening acts, however. But uh, again, Genesis Owusu is now one of like my favorite artists ever. And if you want to have some like alternative, sorry, alternative rock slash like rap style, if that makes sense, uh, Genesis Owusu, I would highly recommend for that. Uh, but getting back to Paramore, uh, again, wow, uh, what a show that was. Haley Williams, she can sing. All the reservations I had about Patrick Stump initially, uh, Haley Williams just, just let it belt right off the rip. And she let it be known. Uh, that woman can sing and she can, oh, it, incredible, incredible. I'm at a loss for words just remembering what it was like. Um, audience interactions for this show. 11 out of 10. Uh, so one of the things they've done... Uh, so Sorry, one thing they did uh, during Misery Business, during like the middle to end of the show, they brought out fans uh, to actually like go on stage and sing the chorus in the final bridge with Haley Williams. Uh, Cleveland, you brought the house down during that. Uh, that was absolutely incredible. I forget the names of the fans that were able to go up there, but uh, you did a stellar job if you're listening to this, so shout out to you. Uh, but... Overall, audience interaction was actually, like, incredible. Uh, every one to two songs, Haley Williams would just stop and just talk to people and just go on tangents and everything. And it's something that I haven't really seen in a concert after COVID. Uh, again, like, you know, I'm, I'm 21 right now. The only concert, unfortunately, I was really able to see before the pandemic hit was Panic at the Disco's, like, Pray for the Wicked tour. Uh, Brendan Urie had a lot of similar audience interactions in 2018 as to what Haley Williams did. Uh, but, you know, when I saw Brendan in 2022, it really wasn't like that. So Haley Williams was really like the first, uh, sorry, first like performer to just go back to like the pre-pandemic phase of concerts, if that makes sense. And it was incredibly refreshing to see. Uh, it just It felt like she was just venting to everybody. And we got to know her. We got to know her bandmates. Uh, it was the bassist's birthday. It was just an overall, like, really good show. And, you know, 
they I know they say this at every stop, but like how they're surprised with, you know, each city they're in. I think they were genuinely surprised with how great of turnout they had in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland has a great alternative scene. I want to bring that up, but like just you can tell when someone's saying something to say something and then you could tell that Paramore was actually very thrilled and impressed with their time in Cleveland and you know, shout out to us uh, Paramore fans in Northeast Ohio. We really turned out. It was it was great. Uh, but yeah, overall, if you ever have the chance to see Paramore, uh, do it. 11 out of 10 times. Do it. It is worth any amount of money to go see Haley Williams. I mean, look, as a college student right now, I would drop. I'd I, I, I drop another few hundred dollars to see that. Now, they wouldn't cost that much because it's Paramore. But still, I mean... Haley Williams, one heck of a performer. If you ever get the chance to see her or Paramore live, do it. You will not regret it. The woman is an incredible performer. I would, I think about that show to this day. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, but yes, and the best show I saw this summer, it was somebody that Paramore actually opened for at one point this year. That was Taylor Allison Swift at the Eras Tour. I went to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, night two. It was a birthday present from my sister in November, sat down in class, ignored my teacher's lectures, sat in line for six hours in that Ticketmaster queue, and I was able to snag two nosebleed seats to that show for my sister and myself. My goodness, it was worth every penny and then some. This, this was the mecca of concerts. I can't articulate just how incredible... It was from just an overall just an overall experience and then just the concert itself. I, I will I will do my best to put that into words. Uh, the experience itself, I have never seen just 65,000 people just more energetic, enthusiastic and jubilant to just go see something in my entire life. You know, I, another thing I do at the station, I'm in the sports department, you know, I go to games all the time and, you know, I go to tailgates and stuff. I have never seen the level of excitement and joy and just happiness from the Eras tour that I've ever had at a Browns, Ohio State's Cavaliers, Guardians or Akron Zips game. It was something I will never forget. Uh, You know, the lines to get in were out the door, but that didn't matter because everybody was mingling they were talking with oh i love your outfit oh that looks like this album like and then we were trading friendship bracelets i would trade friendship bracelets with an eight-year-old and then i would trade him with a 45 year old it was just such a great experience from that perspective alone we're not even in the stadium yet and that's how i just knew that was going to be a night of nights uh let's get right into the concert i guess because i'm going to be talking about this forever and for good reason obviously but like wow Uh, Getting into the concert again, Taylor Swift, you are, she's truly a superstar. I was seven years old when Michael Jackson passed. I, I think this is probably the closest thing I'm ever going to see to Michael Jackson. Um, Obviously just, wow. Just when she came out on stage, everybody just in the audience was either screaming or frozen. Uh, my sister has video of me. The first two songs of uh, of the show, uh, Miss Americana and Cruel Summer, I am just standing there with my jaw to the floor in awe 
of what I'm seeing. And for good reason. I mean, my sister doesn't even use that to make fun of me. It's just, it, and she is screaming, you know, crying in her video. And then she pans over to me and it's just me just frozen. And, you know, that encapsulated just everyone's reaction to seeing that. Now, like, in getting into it, it was three hours of just everything. It was rock. It was Broadway. It was alternative. It was pop. It was dance. It was everything all at once for three hours. Now, look, all the other concerts I talked about did not sing more than 20 songs, 22 maybe max. Taylor Swift sang 45 songs, a three-hour endeavor, the most famous person in the world saying, I'm going to go all out. It's not someone capitalizing off their fame and doing a more timid and reserved set list. No, she went for it all. She went for it all. She sang songs from every album except debut. Uh, it was it was absolutely incredible, for lack of better words. I know I'm saying that a lot. It's just, that's what it was to me. It, 45 songs, the most famous artist in the world, and she was just going through it. It was incredible. I think my favorite moment from that night, actually, it was during the folklore portion of the show that's my favorite album of taylor's uh it was getting dark out and so i am in the upper end zone of Acker stadium heinz field in pittsburgh and i just i'm looking around as she's singing like uh you know the chorus you know you heard the rumors yeah i'm hearing that i'm hearing that part and i just look around the stadium's lit up purple taylor swift's you know 300 feet in front of me and I look out on the river and just it's reflecting purple and everyone is just in awe of what they're seeing. And I have just so many just visuals of that as my favorite songs playing and just I'm looking around and everyone is just in awe. And then like, you know, to see my sister during that, too. I mean, like I gave her the birthday present to end all birthday presents. There is nothing. I can ever do to top that, and there is nothing she will ever do to top what I gave her there. Uh, so, you know, another thing, another reason I love that, it gives me the ultimate brother leverage forever now. So, you know, good for me. But back to uh, back to the concert, just wow. When it ended, I just felt physically just sad because there was nothing else that I, like, had to really, like, look forward to because I had just experienced... The show to end all shows. Now, like, look, I I want to, like, build some ethos here as to why that just meant so much to me. I mean, like, as I saw plenty of live performances this summer. I have Cleveland Brown season tickets. I am in large venues a lot. I see a lot of live things. There is nothing that has ever topped, nor do I think there's anything that will ever top seeing Taylor Swift at the Ares Tour unless I'm able to see her again down the line. But even then, I don't think she's going to have a three-hour, 45-song set list where she sings two surprise songs, brings out special guests, and everything like that. Uh, the Eras Tour, if you were fortunate enough to get tickets, I know there was a whole fiasco with it. If you were fortunate enough to get them, I hope you went. I hope you were not, you know selling them for $5,000 and, you know, hoping someone was desperate enough to buy them off of you. I hope you went and saw that because there is truly never going to be a concert like that. At least I can fathom 
for probably the rest of my life. And I'm saying that as a 21 year old, I don't, I, I think the concert I saw when I was 20, nothing's ever topping that. And, you know, I, I going into it, I, I was thinking, you know, I'm glad I got the tickets on release day because I don't think the show is going to be worth, you know, the two grand the nosebleeds are reselling for. Walking away from that, yes, they would have been. I, I, I know it, it's an outrageous amount to pay. If finances were not an option for a lot of us, I would have highly encouraged you to spend that unimaginable amount of money to go see that show because it was just everything. It was everything wrapped into one. It had the theatrics of a Broadway show like a Moulin Rouge or a Hamilton. It had the audience reaction of an NFL or college football game. It had like just the simplicity of chance, like a high school football game or a basketball game. It was everything all at once and it was for everybody. It was inclusive. It was just, oh, so such a great time, such a great time. The Eras Tour, it's it's on a ranking of its own. That was just the most immaculate concert I've ever been to. And that <laughs> I don't think there's any other way to put put it. Uh so yeah, that's gonna wrap up uh this 25-ish minutes of me talking about what I saw all this summer. Uh thank you all for listening. As far as when you'll hear me next, stay tuned. We're doing a preview show for the Golden Bachelor. It's supposed to come out before the season debuts next week. Uh and then, you know, you'll hear me sporadically in October, and then uh check back in early November because I am seeing the 1975 in Columbus, and I am shortly going to review that concert. So yeah, thank you all for listening to Entertainment Rebooted and Follow us on all podcast platforms. We have plenty more great content. Listen to us Sunday mornings at 1 p.m. on 88.1. Once again, my name is Matt Permuka. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day.